Welcome to the very first episode of Conquering American History. I'm going to be looking at two main points today that deal with our era on reform and culture. So we're not really going to talk too much about reform in this first episode. We're going to look at more of the religious changes, uh, the religious aspects that are taking place in America during this time period. So sit back and enjoy the show. Okay, so here we go. Uh, first thing I want to talk about in regards to reform and culture is the Second Great Awakening. So the Second Great Awakening is this huge religious revival in America. It's directly connected to Christianity, and we see lots of uh, people converting to Christianity, coming back to religion as opposed to living the life of materialism that uh, many were all about leading up to this uh, period of change. So what do we know about the Second Great Awakening? I'm just going to run through some quick points here that I've uh, kind of singled out as important parts of what this movement was all about. So number one, we have revival. Strong religious feelings. Uh, revival is all about bringing people back. Uh, two, Protestant church groups, primarily looking at Methodist and Baptists. Uh, many people are going to be converted to these two denominations of Christianity. Three, preachers are going to be traveling all across America speaking on salvation. Four, revivals were often done outside under large makeshift tents or sheds as a result of these preachers traveling to and from different towns. Um, a lot of the sermons would have been done and completed outside. And then lastly, uh, five, Mormonism is founded in 1830 in Salt Lake City, Utah, by Joseph Smith. So Mormonism is a new denomination branching off from Christianity that we see coming out of the Second Great Awakening as well. So the second main aspect of reforming culture that I'd like to talk about is a term known as transcendentalism. Transcendentalism, in short, means back to nature. Uh, the main figures of this movement are going to argue this as a breakaway from materialism. So two people that I'm going to discuss uh, for transcendentalism specifically are Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry David Thoreau. Emerson is probably the best-known transcendentalist and he was also a critic of slavery. Henry David Thoreau is best known for his book, Walden, or Walden Pond. And this whole book is centered around an experiment that Thoreau did uh, where he went out to the woods, he lived out there, uh, and the whole concept is about promoting the preservation of the natural world. Another aspect of the Transcendentalist movement is civil disobedience. And I will tie in aspects of this a little bit later on in the podcast, but just put that on your radar for right now. Civil disobedience. And it basically means nonviolent protests. All right, let's dive into Second Great Awakening. As I mentioned, the Second Great Awakening was a revival of strong religious feelings. Primarily Methodists and Baptists as well as other Protestant groups, 
are going to hold outdoor religious services to win new converts during this period. Protestant evangelicals are going to emphasize the ability of each person to achieve salvation. They deliberately borrowed this tactic from politics. They're going to set up mass meetings, they're going to give out pamphlets, they're going to advertise in newspapers, and they're going to print other religious materials in order to gain attention, in order to get people out to their sermons. Traveling preachers are going to set up circuit routes throughout rural areas. Now remember, rural for this time period is going to be more uh, like the country. So we're not talking about big cities. We're talking more about small towns, maybe uh, the suburbs, the outlying areas of main cities, but we're not necessarily looking at uh, big-time cities during this period. A new Protestant group would also come out of the Second Great Awakening as well. Like the Mormons in upstate New York, also appeared. Members of this group saw social reform as part of God's plan. This new religious movement centered on reform and repairing moral injustices. The Second Great Awakening, being as moralistic as it was, played an important role in stirring reform movements to end slavery, reform prisons, and ban alcoholic beverages. So those last few points there we will talk about in a different episode. But today we're just talking about Second Great Awakening and Transcendentalism. All right, let's shift our focus back on to the Transcendentalists. Writers such as Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry David Thoreau questioned the doctrines of established churches and the business practices of merchant class. They argued for a mystical and intuitive way of thinking as a means for discovering one's inner self and looking for the essence of God in nature. So think back to what I mentioned at the beginning when talking about Transcendentalism. Back to nature. Their views challenge the materialism of American society by suggesting that artistic expression was more than the pursuit of wealth. Although the transcendentalists valued individualism highly and viewed organized institutions as unimportant, they supported a variety of reforms, especially the anti-slavery movement. Ralph Waldo Emerson, as I've mentioned, was the best-known transcendentalist. Emerson was a very popular American speaker. His essays and lectures expressed the individualistic and nationalistic spirit of Americans by urging them not to imitate European culture, but to create a distinctive American culture. He argued for self-reliance, independent thinking, and the primacy of spiritual matters over material ones. A northerner who lived in Concord, Massachusetts, Emerson became a leading critic of slavery in the 1850s and then an ardent supporter of the Union, or the North, during the Civil War. Another transcendentalist figure was Henry David Thoreau. He, too, also lived in Concord, Massachusetts, and was a close friend to Emerson. To test his transcendentalist philosophy, Thoreau conducted a two-year experiment of living simply in a cabin in the woods outside of his town. He used observations of nature to discover essential truths about life in the universe. Thoreau's writings from these years were published in the book for which he is best known, titled Walden. Because of this book, Thoreau is remembered today as a pioneer ecologist and conservationist of nature. 
Continuing on through his writings, his essay on civil disobedience, Thoreau established himself as an early advocate of nonviolent protest. The essay prevented Thoreau's argument for disobeying unjust laws and accepting the penalty. The philosopher's own act of civil disobedience was to refuse to pay a tax that would support an action he considered immoral, the United States' war with Mexico. For breaking this tax law, Thoreau spent one night in the Concord jail, and in the next century, Thoreau's essay and actions would inspire the nonviolent movements of both Mohandas Gandhi in India and Martin Luther King Jr. in the United States. Aspects of American literature and American art were also influenced during this period by the Second Great Awakening and transcendentalist thinking. Literature masterpieces during this period, such as The Scarlet Letter, Moby Dick, and Henry David Thoreau's Walden, all came into the scene. A group of New York City-based landscape painters known as the Hudson River School left their mark on American art as well. Rather than using nature as a mere backdrop for history paintings or portraits, nature took center stage in their canvases. Their scenes show the power and beauty of America's wilderness. Human figures were almost dwarfed into insignificance by the majesty and grand proportions of nature. Their art interpreted themes of discovery and exploration and played a key role in helping to change Americans' view of nature. Their landscapes promoted a more sympathetic view of nature and may have even encouraged further westward expansion. So, that concludes episode one. I hope you have learned some new information about the Second Great Awakening and Transcendentalism in their connection to our era of reform and culture. Next time, we'll be looking at the different aspects of reform that will arise during this time period as well in American history.